This is a Main Hustle Media Podcast. Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Jackie O and you're listening to Militantly Mixed. Yo, this is Rashani from the Single Simulcast. And when I'm not making you laugh or making up parody songs, I'm kicking back listening to Militantly Mixed. Main Hustle Media podcasts are recorded on the ancestral lands of the Chumash, Tongva, Karankwa, and Hohokam people. And I wish to pay my respects to the people of those nations, both past and present. Hey y'all, welcome to Militantly Mixed, the podcast about race and identity from the mixed race perspective. I am your sir auntie, Charmaine Fury, aka the Blasian Blurred, the busiest mixed race by gender, bisexual, polyamorous, atheist, comic book nerd, cat mom, and two-time Asian American Podcasters Association's Golden Crane Award winning podcaster in this podcasting game. I just got back from New York, y'all. I was there for New York Comic Con and for PodFest, which was a mini conference. Actually, it was PodFest's mini conference. <laughs> uh, PodFest is a, a thing that usually happens, a, a, a bigger conference that usually happens in Florida every year. But them in association with New York Podcasters and the co-founder of Asian American Podcasters Association, uh, Lee Uhura, um, put together a, a mini conference for the, the topic of growth to um, meet in person, have presentations, network, et cetera. And that just happened to ex- be happening at the same time I was going to be in New York anyway. So I ended up doing both of those events. I had an amazing time. I actually networked and I walked away very inspired for the different patches of my life that I was there for. From the PodFest, I'm very much inspired by some projects that I might be able to incorporate and militantly mix for the future. Uh, For uh, New York Comic Con, very much inspired by the cosplayers I met, the comic book creators I met, and um, I've been able to invite some of them to be guests on Blurred Comics in the future, my other show as well. So I had an amazing time. I'm still coming down a little bit off of that trip. Um, I'm as rested as I'm probably physically capable of being, but I still have like a scratchy voice from all the hollering and, um, and I'm kind of going swinging between post comic con blues and very much excited about all the stuff that I did. In addition to that, I just released the Be Your Mixed Ass Self annual slogan t-shirt. Um, my design this year is based off of the Straight Outta Compton logo from uh, NWA. For those of you who are new to the show may may not have heard my story as much as uh, some of the other stories that you've heard. I, I grew up a military kid. We moved around a lot. And so even though I was born in Sacramento, I tell everybody I'm from Long Beach because that's kind of when my personality developed. Um, I was, I was living in North Long Beach on the border of Compton in the late eighties, early nineties. And I was that age group between like 11 and 15 when your personality is developing, when you, when you're trying to figure out who, what your identity is. I mean, in our case as mixed people, but just generally, are you a jock? Are you a nerd? Are you this? Are you that? Whatever. That's also when I got exposed to racial militancy, the Black Panthers, what the Bloods and the Crips were as an as a community organization before they became gangs, um, service to community, taking care of ourselves—all of those ideas were 
were I was exposed to during that age group in Long Beach. And also there was the rise of gangster rap on the West Coast. And since I grew up in the neighborhood I grew up, I grew up seeing all those guys. Those guys were around. Um, and in a lot of cases, I heard some of that music before it was ever released publicly, before it was ever on MTV or whatever. So that is very much the soundtrack, acknowledging the misogyny and the problematicness of that music now, me at 44 years old. Me at 12 to 15, um, that was very much the soundtrack of the time period I was formed in. And so to when I saw when I had the idea finally, I had a number of ideas for the design, none of which were really just making me feel like, yes, this is the one. When I when I scrolled across the straight out of Compton idea, I couldn't let it go. I became very fixated on it. And when I saw the final design, I knew that was the one. As far as all the be your mix ass self slogan t-shirts or designs are concerned, this one is probably the most representative of me as a person. And so I'm really excited by it. I really enjoy it. I hope y'all do too. But that is officially available. I put that on the website available on Saturday, October 15th. It will stay on the website until November 14th. So you have at this point less than a month to be able to get your version of the shirt. Um, the sizes range from extra small to 5XL. Uh, it is a print-on-demand site, so it's printed once you order it and, uh, and then shipped to you. Uh, I have it available with the white lettering on black, red, or gold, which is the Militantly Mixed Colors um, t-shirts. Or I have it on the white, uh, black lettering on a white t-shirt, a red t-shirt, or a gold t-shirt. So um, you have those options. Hopefully everybody on the planet gets one that's mixed so that we just have a sea of BMXSF t-shirts running around the world. That would be amazing. Please don't forget to take pictures and post them on, on Instagram. Hashtag Militantly Mix. Hashtag BMXSF. Tag Militantly Mix account in there. I want to see your pictures. In the previous years of the BMXSF slogan t-shirt, maybe one or two maybe three people have posted pictures of them in that shirt. So like each year, I've probably only seen one or two people wearing the beer mix ass self shirt. But I've sold like 20, 24, 30 shirts per year. So that's not a lot of shirts, but that's how many I've sold. So I'm hoping that there's at least 30 people out there who have pictures of, of themselves in any of the beer mix ass self t-shirts, but I've not been tagged in them. Um, it is a very selfish ask of me, but I want to see y'all in them shirts. Even if you just email me the picture and say, please don't sell this on social media. I just want to see it. It's a selfish thing. I want to see people rocking that shirt. I want to see a sea of mixed people wearing Be Your Mixed Ass Self t-shirts. So please get yourself a shirt, militantlymixed.com on the merch tab. Take your pictures, tag Militantly Mix in it, and go on out there and be your mixed ass selves. Okay? Okay. Uh, I have also launched a very ambitious militantly mixed fundraiser. I, I, I decided to do it through GoFundMe, and I, I launched that last week, um, Saturday or Sunday, the, about the same day that I did um, the T-shirt. Uh, while they're not necessarily 100% connected, they I always do a fundraiser at the same time that I do the T-shirt. The t-shirt is an annual thing. I do call it a fundraiser, but I think that's a misnomer because there's no amount of shirts I can sell to actually make enough money to save the show. Um, and I've never sold more than 30 
of the Be Your Mix SL t-shirts in a given year, so definitely not enough to save the show. Just enough to pay for some of the expenses. So I'm just going to start calling the t-shirt an annual slogan t-shirt, and the, the fundraiser is just the way that I help pay for the show. Uh, it is a very ambitious amount this year, though. I have put up a uh, $6,000 um, fundraiser on GoFundMe, and that is because I need to pay for last year still, and I need to pay for next year. Um, unfortunately, because of my personal financial situation, I had to turn to credit card to be able to keep the show going, and I have officially maxed out that ability. It was a very stupid decision on my part. I should have just, I hate to say this, ended the show last year because I couldn't afford to do it. But I'm very much uh, guilt-motivated, and whenever I receive an email where someone tells me how much the show means to them and how represented they feel, I feel guilty about not being able to produce the show. And so I decided to start using my credit card to do it. And now I've maxed that out. So I need to pay off a year and a half's worth of production expenses, about $3,000. And then I need to pay for next year's expenses, about $2,500. And then that remaining $500 that I'm asking for is so that I can hire a intern to help me uh, manage the duties that pile up for Militantly Mixed that I don't do because I'm too busy producing an episode. Um, that's, the, that's the honest truth. I did a stupid thing. I decided to finance the show through credit card. I maxed out the credit card. I need to pay down the credit card. I need to be able to keep the show going. So if I don't earn at least the $3,000, I'm going to have to stop doing Militantly Mixed. And if I can earn that, then I need to earn an additional 2000 so I can keep it going for next year. And the reason why is because there is a gap between how much the show costs me each month and how much we make in Patreon sponsorship. Um, Patreon sponsorship kind of ranges between about 250 and 375 Right now, it's currently at 310 It dropped down to 275 last month. It got back up to 310 now. So... Um, there's still a gap of about $250 between what Patreon donations receive and what um, I need to pay. So I'm paying that down for last the last year and a half. And then I have to have that for next year as well, plus the other things that just come due at different times of the year, the transcription service fees, the hosting webs uh, the hosting website fees are monthly the software for editing and stuff like that is monthly. The website is annually. Um, the association fees that I have as a podcaster are annual, things like that. All of this is, is expenses of Militantly Mixed um, because Militantly Mixed is my main show. My other two shows have audiences of less than 100 people, so they don't incur the expenses that Militantly Mixed does. I range between 4,000 and 6,000 downloads a month, not an episode, a month. And advertisers really don't start paying attention to you until you make 10,000 downloads an episode. So that is why I'm, I haven't been able to secure outside um, sponsorship yet. Not for lack of trying. I have tried because some people will advertise on smaller or what they call niche podcasts if they can find a reason to connect the, the product to the audience. But um, what I've heard so far is that the audience is too 
specific to find sponsors for, which I feel is code for white people won't pay for this. Um, so that's why I need the fan sponsorship so much. Um, it costs between 500 and $550 a month to produce this show. And I only am currently bringing in $310 on Patreon sponsorship as of this month alone. Uh, speaking of that, while I was in New York, I did receive two additional new Patreon sponsorship notifications. So I want to give a shout out out to Amanda and Renee. Amanda joined at the monthly uh, sponsorship amount uh, type and uh, Renee joined at the annual sponsorship type. Thank you, Renee and Amanda, for joining the Patreon family. Uh, we have 32 Patreon sponsors right now. We lost a couple back in September, but we have 32 again, and we're at $310 a month. And while it is my goal to hit $500 a month in Patreon sponsorship, I am just so excited to have the maintenance of at least the 30 to 33 um, Patreon sponsors that we've had for almost the whole time that we've been doing the Patreon sponsorship. Uh, so thank you to Renee and Amanda for joining that family and helping keep us going and growing. Uh, so that's the story about the the fundraiser. It is on GoFundMe. You can go to um, GoFundMe and just type in militant. And as you're starting to type in militant, you'll see it pop up. It's the only thing related to that word, but militantly mix is on there. I also have a link to that in the show notes as well as the Be Your Mix Ass Self t-shirt. And I have a link to it on the link tree in the bio of uh, the Instagram as well. So regardless of whether or not you donate to the GoFundMe or you put in what I say coins in the tip jar on PayPal, paypal.me slash militantlymix, I'm going to add that total into because Go GoFundMe will allow you to tra track outside donations. I'm going to add that total into um, GoFundMe as well so we can keep track of it in one place. As of the time I'm recording, we currently have $60 in donations over two donors. Um... Uh, they've both, the first one on GoFundMe is listed as anonymous. The second one is someone I know, and we message each other through Instagram. I don't know if they want their name to be public, so I won't mention it here. But if I talk to them later, I might I might do that. Um, but I'll, I'll total it all together in GoFundMe so everybody can keep track of how much it is. And like I said, as of right now, we have two donors for the amount of $60 to keep the show going and growing. Uh, so please, 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 if you're able to, a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, fifty dollars, twenty dollars, whatever you got. If you can, if you can help donate, if you can donate now a little bit and a lot more later, whatever the combination of it is, every little bit will add up and help support the show. I mean, literally, we have an audience of between 4,000 and 6,000 people. If everybody donated a, a dollar, that pays for the fundraiser so with that mentality in mind I say go forward if the show is meaningful to you in any way shape or form if you feel represented by it if you feel relieved by it if you can relate to it if it entertains you if it fills your heart in any shape or form and you got even a dollar to spare please consider donating it to the show so we can keep this going I want to keep this mission going I just unfortunately have hit a point where I can no longer do it on my own and I definitely need support. And that's all I have to say about that. Uh, like I said, I did just come back from New York Comic Con. I am on a high high because I had such a wonderful experience. Um, but I feel like I need to explain why I can travel while also being completely broke. 
I actually have a friend who I've had since college who has recently become um, something of a patron to me personally. Uh, this is a friend that really believes in the mission of the work that I do. They are a very big supporter of all of the shows. They have been a Patreon sponsor of the show since the beginning. Um, and whenever I have some sort of need or whatever, they usually step in to, to assist me. My friend Shay is what I refer to as my white uh, emotional support white woman. I used to call her my white woman whisperer. Um, back in the day, if someone and workplace or whatever caused me grief, um, I would tag her in and she would kind of handle the, the white people problems that I would have. <laughs> uh, she was the one who'd be like, they're my people, let me get them. And she would go ahead and take that hit. She does a lot of work in anti-racism. Uh, she's one of the few white people I know in real life that will physically put their body between um, white aggressor against a brown person. Um, she donates her personal finances towards both um, organizations that do support in black and brown communities and uh, individual people who need support. She does a lot of work for um, the support of trans people. And she's just one of, and I, this is this is the way I'm saying this thing, this is the true way. She is one of the very few white people I trust on this planet. Um, when there has been problems in how she has said something or done something and I've been able to address it with her, she goes away, she does some research, she does some work, she comes back, she asks me for permission to talk about it again, and then she shows me what work she's done to learn about whatever that thing is. And I have seen her over the last 20 some odd years of friendship grow from a place of complete ignorance and just kind of happy to be here and then realizing it's not the same for me as it is for her into an avid anti-racist who has done probably more reading on the subject than I have, which I think is important for white people. Um, I experience this stuff, but she needs to read about it, and, um, and she does do that. She's also my co-host on my other show, Queer and Far, which is a travel podcast for marginalized travelers. We are both queer-identified femmes, which is why we call it queer. We want to leave the country and go far, far away, which is why we call it far, queer and far. But the show itself is about traveling while being from a marginalized group. Um, me as the mixed black and brown queer femme traveler. Her as the cis white queer femme disabled traveler. We have a bunch of different intersections that we can work with and have have to research for for our travel. Um, and so we put it all together on that show called Queer and Far. Um, which she is the main financer of for that show in addition to that she has been sponsoring all of my travel because it's stuff that we can use as research for queer and far but also she just personally supports me as um in this mission of militantly mixed and and queer and far and blurred comics and she believes that i'm one of those voices that needs to be out there and so she helps sponsor me to do that um so that's why I've been able to travel recently is because she's been paying for my travel. She doesn't pay me. I don't receive a salary from her. She just pays for my travel. And she's been paying for the production of Queer and Far, uh, for which I have invited her to be a co-host on, even though she kind of reluctantly did that. <laughs> um, but I think it's important to have her voice as a disabled traveler present as well as my voice as a black and brown queer traveler. Um, so, so that's why I have the new show. That's how I've been able to travel. And while I was in New York, I was able to 
to hit both my Charmaine geekery with New York Comic Con. I was able to book a few guests for Blurred Comics, my other podcast, um, from either creators or cosplayers that I met while I was there. Uh, some of which I have known before, but um, online only, and this was the first time I was seeing them in person. Uh, and some of them are people that I met physically there. So I got to, uh, in you know, do some work for Blurred Comics while also just being a nerd present at the con that I've always wanted to go to. And then at PodFest, I met some podcasters, some of whom I've known online for a while, some of whom I was meeting for the first time, um, that had done some presentations I was very inspired by. And I'm going to incorporate incorporate some of the lessons that I learned um, at that conference into the shows as I continue to grow. And um, I basically just walked away really happy. Like I, There's always been, in all the travel I've done so far this summer, there's always been something that's kind of made me sad or something that didn't quite go right or whatever that I've, I've sort of held on to longer than was probably necessary to do. Uh, I don't have anything like that for New York. I, I, I left it all there. Everything was good for me at New York. The worst thing that happened is that I got the date wrong for a panel I really wanted to go to. And so I, I am mourning that panel. <laughs> that was the Wakanda Forever panel. Um, uh, well, it wasn't Wakanda Forever. It was Wakanda related because it, it had to do with the Blurred Girl's new book, Protector of Wakanda, and a couple other things. And I missed that panel because I thought it was on a different day. That was the worst thing that happened the whole time. Everything else was amazing. Um. And also, I got to see several people that have been guests of Militantly Mixed, cousins of the show, while in New York. My first day there, Wednesday, I met Nabil Ayers for a cup of tea. Nabil was from an episode a couple months ago, Everybody Loves the Sunshine. He is black, white, biracial, and the son of the biological son of Roy Ayers, musician, um, and uh, basically a famous dad that he didn't grow up knowing. Um he looks a lot like him too and he's in the music industry so he's pretty much affected by his biological father's music a lot although he himself did not uh, grow up knowing him as a person uh, we met up for a cup of tea had a nice talk about mixes in general and took a picture which you can see on the instagram on thursday i met half a big mike my friend mike from the why so serious podcast We've actually known each other digitally, virtually, for the last three years. Um, I am a frequent guest on Why So Serious, and um, I have met his co-hosts of that show, Brandon and Devin, in person several times, but he, I hadn't met him yet in person. Uh, but he came to New York Comic Con, so we were able to get together there and spend um, the first day of Comic Con together. Uh, Half a Big Mike is the name of the episode. I think it's just called Half a Big, actually. It's the name of the episode. And he was on the show back in 2019. And he has a very similar mix to my partner, my husband, who I also refer to as Half a Big. And, um, and so we got to hang out. Uh, Mike refers to me as his mixed auntie and has for the whole time. Um, I guide him in uh, mixed things whenever he needs to. Uh, so we got to meet in person and had a lot of fun there, too. And then on Saturday, I got to hang out with Rohan Jolie, who I have met in person and has become a friend because of Militantly Mixed and because of the Blasia March. Um, that was the first time I had them on the show was when we were talking about the Blasia March, which happened back in 2020 was the first time. It just most recently hit its second anniversary. Um, and then we did a, a Blasian March in Los Angeles earlier this year, and we did a panel on Black Asian Solidarity 
on the steps of the East West Players Theater in Los Angeles together. We've also co-created a workshop along with Asian Soph and naturally Mona Lisa for the mixed uh, Midwest Mix Conference back in 2021. So for the last two years, we've been doing Black Asian Solidarity work together. We've met in person now two times, um, but we've been friends for, for uh, these last two years, and um, they got to join me at Comic-Con on Saturday. So for the first three days of my trip, I saw a different mixed cousin who has been on the show before, uh, which was a lot of fun. And the only person I didn't manage to see that had been a guest on the show that I was planning on seeing was James Camacho, comedian who lives in the New York area. They were performing in Brooklyn. It just so happened to be they were performing on a day I had dinner with somebody else. And um, that dinner lasted long and I ended up missing going to the comedy special. So that was the only mixed cousin I was planning on seeing that I didn't get a chance to see. And then Sunday I saw Lee. Uh, creator of co-creator of the Asian American Podcast Association, also a person of half Japanese and half white heritage. Um, they have not been on the show yet. We, we're, we have an audio reason as to why we're, we've tried to work it out. We'll, we'll try to make it happen in the future. But um, I consider her a mixed cousin as well. Uh, so every, every day of my trip, I did get a chance to see a new mixed person that has either been associated with the show in some way or been on the show. Um, while I was in New York, which was a lot of fun. <laughs> That's kind of all I have to say. I had a great time. I'm very inspired by future podcasting projects. I connected with people that are going to be guests of one of my shows, at least. And, um, yeah, that. It was it was wonderful. So uh, that's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to do a, a, a solo episode for y'all, let y'all know what's been going on. The, the Be Your Mix Ass Self t-shirt, the GoFundMe fundraiser, um, and that no matter what happens with the show, if I'm not able to raise enough money to keep it going, I will find a way. I have a plan B, I have a plan C, I have a plan D. Militantly Mix itself will not go away. The format may change, but um, I will continue on this mission and continue on this work in the way that I can afford <laughs> until... Um, until such time as I'm, someone pays me to do it. That's, that's basically the mission. Do I have anything else to add? I don't think so. I think that's all I got for you all this week. Um, I will be back next week with a, hopefully, with a guest. Um, um, because of my travel schedule, I don't have any banked episodes, so I'm, I'm re reaching out to people to try to book them to get them ready for this, uh, the coming, you know, weeks of the show. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I got for y'all. <laughs> and I have no way to get out of this ex episode except for don't forget to buy your Be Your Mixed Ass Self t-shirt. And then don't forget to be out on the streets being your mixed ass self. I'll see you next week, y'all. Peace. Militantly Mix is a main hustle media podcast produced and hosted by me, Charmaine Fury. Music is by David Bogan, The One. You can follow us on social media on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Militantly Mixed. If you'd like to become a sponsor of Militantly Mixed, please go to patreon.com slash militantlymixed for monthly sponsorship or paypal.me slash militantlymixed for a one-time only donation. And if you like what you hear on Militantly Mixed, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to be your mixed-ass self. Main Hustle Media. Turn your side hustle into your main hustle.